Welcome to Brighton Adventure Story Podcast. Chapter 15 Skady I've never heard of the Stone of Brighthelm, Jenny said. I can't help you. The long man looked at her. His mouth was a cold, flat line. A tightening in the wrinkles around his eyes gave the hint of a smile. You might want to rethink that, he said. If you're no use to me, then I'll have to give you to Skady. The creature sat up at the sound of its name and looked at Jenny. It stretched its front legs out towards her and extended five cruel claws on each paw. Unlike the polecats, it had a yellow patch of fur running from underneath its chin to its chest. It arched its back in a long stretch and slowly made a step toward her. Let me jog your memory, the long man said. The help I need is in the getting of the stone. I know it's in the rockery. Jenny said nothing. Her eyes were fixed on the pine martin. Ah, a twitch of the eye. So you do know about the stone of Brighthelm. Skady kept moving toward Jenny, slowly and with purpose. She knew what kind of purpose that would be. If you don't speak, it'll be worse for you, he said, and I'll get my hands on the stone eventually, in my own way. The idiot king under the fort could have saved me a lot of effort if he hadn't run away. And there's still a chance you might help me once Skady starts to tickle you. Skady was closer now, only a foot away from her shoes, almost close enough to stroke. She pulled her feet away, tucking them protectively under the armchair. I've heard of it, she said quickly, but I don't know how you get it. Tell me what you do know, the long man said, and you might save yourself and your town from a great deal of pain. Tell your friend to back off, she said, and I'll tell you what I know. That's more like it, he said. You start talking, and I'll... He was cut off by a knock at the door. Those idiot polecats, he said. They better have got rid of the bike and the rider. He stood up, his head reaching way up toward the ceiling. Skady melted into the shadows by the fireplace. What do you want now, he said, reaching the door in four great strides. He pulled it open, and on the other side were two huge rats in tatty-looking leather armour. It was Zen and Bobby. Jenny would have smiled if the Pine Martin hadn't still been around somewhere. "'Good morning, your highness,' Zen said with a bow. "'We've come to offer our services.' "'I don't need them,' the long man said. "'Get out.' "'Hear us out, your tallness,' Bobby said. "'Lord Ratzenberg wants to make your time here more pleasant. "'We've come to take your order for a feast. "'You can have whatever you like.' "'I don't want anything,' the long man said. "'That rat can keep his stinking food.' "'Oh, but we can make anything,' Zen said. Have you had any Italian food recently? No. What about French or, um, Arctic food? Bobby said. I'm not interested. The long man went to close the door, but Zen wedged it open with the butt of his pike. If you don't move that pike, I'll have my friend do something about it. A friend? Zen said happily. It'll be dinner for two then. Can I suggest a Japanese bento box? They're delicious. The pine martin swept past Jenny. She wanted to warn the two rats, 
but at that moment she saw James waving at her from behind the mole painting. He beckoned her over. Quickly, she got up from the armchair and took a step toward her friend. A dark blur flashed at her from the door. Skady. She put up an arm to shield her face, but she was far too slow. Luckily for her, no tail was quicker. The grey assassin dropped from the ceiling, its bowstring plinked as a poison-tipped arrow took flight. Skady writhed in the air and dodged No-Tail's poison dart with ease. That gave Jenny the chance to duck, and the creature missed Jenny's face by a whisker. Then it was on the mantelpiece, but only for long enough to spring off it. It angled toward No-Tail on the back of the chair. Jenny had barely had time for another step toward James. She was running, but with everything going on, she felt like she was wading through a swimming pool. She saw the long man turn away from the door to see what was going on. Zen and Bobby charged in behind him. Bobby smashed what looked like a plastic cricket bat into the long man's knee, and Zen swung his pike at the other leg. The tall man fell while the rats bounded over him. Jenny took her third step. A grey blur shot past her left side. No-tail, making a desperate bid to reach high ground, in this case the chandelier. Skady beat her to it, batting the squirrel away with a viciously timed forehand. Jenny put out a hand to catch No-tail, but was too slow. The grey assassin pirouetted past her through the air, and managed to loose yet another deadly dart back at the pine martin, before crashing into the two rats running the other way. Skady flicked the little arrow lazily away with a claw. The three animals went down in a heap. Jenny took another step. By this time, James was all the way out of the mole exit. The rats and No-tail were untangling themselves, and the long man was picking himself up from the floor. Skady was watching it all malignantly from the chandelier, gently rocking from side to side. It was hopeless. No-tail was vastly outmatched and would run out of poison arrows if she kept shooting them at the pine martin. Skady was just too quick. There was no way they could win. Unless... No-tail, Jenny called out. Shoot at the long man. Skady reacted first, launching from the chandelier like a fighter jet. No-tail fired a quick shot toward the huge target that was standing tall near the door. Skady screeched, paws tearing at the air. It just managed to intercept the arrow with an outstretched claw before it reached its target. The pine martin skidded round on the flagstones, coming to rest defensively in front of the long man. The rats scurried behind No-Tail, who kept her bow trained on the long man's head. The pine martin was now pinned between the assassin and its master. Come on, James said, let's get out of here. James went up first, then the rats scurried after. Jenny climbed in and slid the portrait almost closed, while No-Tail edged back towards her. Bobby, Jenny called up, can I have your bat? He scampered back and gave it to her. In the hall, the long man with Skady at his feet watched as No-Tail hopped backwards into the tunnel. You've made a bad mistake, the long man said. You all have. No-Tail fired one last arrow at the long man's head before ducking behind the picture as Jenny slammed it shut. She wedged it firmly closed with the red plastic bat and scampered up the iron rungs as fast as she could. The squirrel stayed behind her all the way up in case Skady came at them again. Jenny reached ground level and followed the others out of the middle of the great gorse. They were already running along the path ahead. She took off after them. James led them out of the gorse maze and he ran down the hill fort's bank onto a putting green. 
where her car was parked, with Annabelle at the wheel, revving the engine while the front tyres span uselessly on the neatly trimmed grass. Jenny started down the bank when James jumped up onto the bonnet. We need to get more weight on the front, he cried, bouncing up and down. Get up here. Zen and Bobby were already halfway across the green. Jenny sprinted after them. James pointed to the trig point. Look out, he cried. Skady was out and moving fast towards Zen. The yellow patch of fur on the creature's throat shone in the morning sunlight. The Pine Martin's feet were a blur and Zen hardly had time to react. He twisted and stumbled as Skady pounced. Again, Notel fired an arrow, causing Skady to swerve away from its target. Zen rolled over, then used his pike like a pole vault to propel himself up next to James on the front of the car. The long man was nowhere to be seen. He was safe under the hill fort. Now their only defence against Skady was Notel's arrows. It went for Bobby, who was nearly at the car and defenceless without his cricket bat. Notel fired another deadly dart, while Zen aimed a vicious jab with his pike. But to Skady, these were like the slow pawings of a docile kitten. It flicked the arrow with one paw, while batting Zen's pike away with another. It grabbed hold of the rat, pulling him down, and the two creatures skidded perilously close to the spinning front wheel. Then, Skady sank its teeth into Bobby's shoulder. The poor rat howled, and it was only another well-aimed arrow from No-Tail that forced Skady to unclench her jaws. Bobby clamped a front paw over his injured shoulder and used a back paw on the spinning front wheel to catapult himself up onto the car. "'We still need more weight,' James said. Jenny leapt onto the car bonnet, and Skady zeroed in on No-Tail. The Pine Martin dodged and swerved as the little squirrel's bow kept plinking, all the time closing in on its target. And then the plinking stopped. All jumped together, James shouted. No-tail was out of arrows. Skady was ten feet away. Now, James shouted. The front of the car rocked downwards and the spinning wheels grabbed deeper into the surface. The car jerked forward, freed from the bunker. Annabelle slammed on the brakes and the two children and two rats tumbled forward onto the floor. In a lightning pounce, Skady closed the gap to No-tail. The squirrel sprang desperately into the air to avoid the gnashing teeth and jaws. Get in, Annabelle shouted. James and the rats were in the car already, squashed in the back with James's bike. Jenny scrambled into the passenger seat. Skady waited under the squirrel, mouth wide, teeth ready. No-tail couldn't defy gravity and plummeted toward the open jaws. But she still had her bow and swung it hard at Skady's nose. The pine martin dodged the bow snatched the squirrel with a paw, and pinned it to the ground beneath her. "'That way!' Jenny shouted. "'Run it over before it kills No-Tail!' Annabelle jammed a foot onto the accelerator, and the car lurched forward. She yanked at the wheel wildly, and they swung round toward the fighting creatures. Skady looked up at the car, seemingly indifferent to the vehicle's manoeuvres, more interested in keeping No-Tail trapped with its paw. "'Straighten up!' Jenny shouted. "'I can't!' Annabelle said desperately turning the wheel the other way. She had oversteered, and they veered too far to the right. The Pine Martin didn't even bother to move as the car drifted past. Jenny could see its shining black eyes, confident and deadly, ready to finish No-Tail off. She heaved open the passenger door as hard as she could. It caught the creature full in the chest with a loud thunk. Skady bounced high with a screech, up into the air above the hillfort. 
Get in, Jenny said to Notel as the car spun round. The squirrel jumped into the car and landed on her lap. She pulled the door closed. Now go, Jenny said. Annabel had managed to regain control of the car and pointed it down the hill. They bumped over a path and almost went straight into another bunker. Easy, James shouted. You want us to drive, Zen said. My shoulder hurts, Bobby cried. Is it following us? Jenny asked. Annabel looked into the rearview mirror for a moment and they nearly drove straight into a hawthorn tree. You just drive, Jenny said. James, can you see Skady out the back? No, he said. It didn't follow us. Great job with the car door. I thought Notel was a goner. Annabel slowed the car. They rolled down a service track and back onto the main road. What is that thing? James asked. A pine martin, Jenny said. And I've had enough of it. And a long man. It's time we did something about them. We need a plan. And we need some help from the rest of the Green Hands Gang. Hi everyone, I hope you're enjoying listening to the story. As you heard Jenny say, she needs help from the Green Hands Gang, and if you're listening to this around the 23rd or 4th or 5th of May 2020, then I could use your help too. I'll be writing the next chapters over the next few days, and would love to include you, I mean your name, in the Green Hands Gang. So far, I'm definitely adding Juan and Joe and Millie and Fred and Wilf and Laurie, of course, into the story. But there's room for some more, so if you want to have your name in the story, send an email to tom at brightonadventure.com. That's tom at brightonadventure.com. Or you can just write a message to me to say you're enjoying the story. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs>